right, pure boys, pure boys back again. Oh. Bam, 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 bam. Oh. You know it, you love it. It's the pure boys. I'm Zachariah Ty Bryant. And I am Jonathan Taylor Taylor. Yay, yay, yay. And we are back to talk about our favorite Christian movie. <laughs> it's one of our favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the best one. It is not, but it is certainly one of them. This week we're talking about the Mark. Uh, What's the guy's name? Marcus Garvey. Great. Mark Cuban. Yeah. Mark. The Mark Cuban classic, Missionaire. <sighs> I thought you were gonna sing some of the theme song from Missionaire. Missionaire, get your wings and fly. Suck your wings and things. <laughs> it's Missionaire. Suck your dick and high. Spread your wings and fly. I think you meant dink, sir. I did mean dink, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Suck your dink and fly. There we go. Now we're G-rated, baby. That's right. No need- we're getting rid of that explicit rating on uh, YouTube and on Apple Podcasts. Get get it out of here. <laughs> this isn't This isn't a show for daddy. This is a show for the pure boys. Yeah, it's a show for everyone. Before we get too deep into the show, though, we need to mm-hmm. recite... The Pure Boys Prayer, the way we start every single episode, at least within the first five minutes. <clears throat> yep. God, God bless, bless our podcast. God, God bless, bless all, all podcasts. podcasts. I, I love, love you. you. That was our best one yet. I, I've learned <laughs> that I have to be a little ahead of you. <laughs> and I've learned that and then we, we're perfect. I've learned that we both pause after God bless and then we we sync up. And then we say our podcast, and we nail it. Yeah. If we can sync that first our podcast, then the rest of it flows like, you know, greasy melted butter. Not a good yeah, example. greasy melted tuna. <laughs> exactly. Delicious. What kind of sandwich did you get for lunch today, my dude? I got a chicken salad on oh, rye. Yeah, they make a good chicken salad where you went for sure. Yeah, it's not too creamy. It's not too meany. It's uh, mm-hmm. just perfect. You don't find any cartilage in it. None of that nonsense. Yeah, get that F out of here. I did actually have one bad sandwich that had a little bit of cartilage on it, but uh, out of like 20 sandwiches I've had from there, that's mm. pretty good. Hey, and if you get a little cartilage, then it's just a nice reminder that, hey, this is a real chicken that you're eating. This chicken was once alive. It lived. It breathed. It pooped. It died. And now you're eating it in a salad sandwich. Yeah, other than all the posters on the wall saying, this is real chicken. (laughs) Please believe us. We're Tim Hortons. We swear all of our food is real. Please. Please, God. Please believe. (laughs) That's right. Very godly. Wake up, Malibu. It's time to believe in God. Wake up, little Susie. Wake up. (laughs) Yeah. Very singy today. It's going to be a silly episode. But hey, listeners, we got some good news news for you. We listened to all your feedback. We're tightening it up. And by... (laughs) By tightening it up and listen to your feedback, I mean, nobody's ever said anything to us about this, but we don't want to do two-hour episodes anymore, so we're tightening it up. Yeah, it's either one or three hours, so settle in. Because mm-hmm. Missionaire is going to be a long one. Or just check your yeah, time and clean- see how long it is. We're cleaning it up. We're tightening it up. It's Dinks Not Dicks. That's right. And we're uh, we're flying high. That's right. Suck your missionaire. dick. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Suck your dink and fly. Get your candy and ride. 
Say hi to Tom Arnold. Oh, man, what a treat. Spoilers. Tom Arnold's in this movie. Big spoilers. But, hey, yeah. let's not get too ahead of ourselves. We got a, we got everyone's favorite segment that we got to you know, launch into here. Uh, oh, real quick before we get into this, how's your Christmas plans coming together? Are you getting prepared for the anniversary of Jesus' birth, the 2022nd anniversary of his birth? Yeah, I prayed on it a lot this week. I'm not too sure I'm ready for the resurrection yet, but I'm definitely ready for the birth. Frick the resurrection. We're skipping right past it. Jesus is always alive in our hearts. We don't need to worry about that Easter nonsense. I don't even want to say the E word. We're just we're skipping yeah. to Christmas. I'm all about birth. To be honest, Please. I think it was made up. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just the a pagan ritual. Birth. Like, F it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, he didn't come back from the dead. He never died. He yeah. was never crucified, and he might not have even have existed as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> In the Middle East? Frick off. Yeah, exactly. Frick off to the Great White North is what I always say to people. <laughs> yeah, he was born in England in the year of our Lord, 1902. <laughs> he fought and that's in, that. He fought in World War II. His dad fought in the American Civil War. That's the history of yeah. Jesus. Yeah, he started all the wars because he knew he could win them. <laughs> Yeah, he killed that guy from whatever, from Bulgaria or wherever the thing that sparked World War II was all about, or World War One, whatever. I'm a history buff. Yeah. People always say that about me. They say, Zach, you're a real history buff. <laughs> and I go, thanks. I'll just take the second half of that and use it as a compliment to myself. Anyway. He wants to show us how mighty he is. Exactly. How does he do that? Wars. Yeah. <laughs> by winning, by starting and winning all the wars. Yeah. He's a cool All right, guy. Now we, yeah. We got that settled. So. Exactly. Jesus shows us how Christmas. mighty he is by starting and winning all the wars. I can't wait for Christmas. It's going to be dope as it always is. Yeah, we love it. Pure Flix, hit us up for a sponsorship. We'd love to show <laughs> for you. That's your sponsor me moment. That's when you got to hit it in. <laughs> That's when you hit it in. Also, listeners, like and subscribe on YouTube. Go to uh, Apple Podcasts. We're going to get rid of that explicit rating, so let your kids listen to this show. It's going to be fine. And then give yeah, us five stars. you want to see a movie where Jesus is all, like, greased up and in World War II just with his robes yeah. killing them Nazis and the British? I'd love to see a scene where he sticks the barrel of a gun through his stigmata wounds in his hands and goes like... <laughs> <laughs> says some cool line about like crucify this and then just shoots a Nazi right through his smug Nazi head. This movie we're watching this week yep. isn't about Nazis. <laughs> or war. No, it's Well, it, it is about war. Well, I mean the a culture war, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, between these rich smug Americans and these dirt poor bad hombres down south. Yeah. A bunch of Zane down, so. A bunch of Zane lawns as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Pretty poor Zane lawns. <laughs> uh but before we get into missionaire, we have to do everyone's favorite segment. The Kevin Sorbo Tweet of the Week. Oh, I should turn Kevin it down. Sorbo had a lot to talk about this week. Hang on, it's uh, so but loud. I picked this one out of the hay. Yeah. Uh, it's if you cancel Dr. Seuss, you may as well cancel all of Disney. Oh, I, th I thought it, the way you were reading it, it sounded like it was going to be a Dr. Seuss type rhyme. If you no, cancel Dr. Seuss, you must cancel my caboose. <laughs> Don't do that, Kev. 
Maybe we should uh, tweet at him. Maybe we should. Hit us up on at pureboyspod on Twitter. Send us emails to pureboyspod at gmail.com. Send us... Like and subscribe. Send us all your speaking in tongues videos. We want to see people speaking in tongues and we'll play them on this show. Yeah, and we will punch your life up. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we will, we will punch your lights out. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, we'll crumple you, kid. <laughs> Do you, when are you going to get serious about the Lord? After I crumple you by punching you in the chest as hard as I can as a grown man and you're a little boy? Sure, okay yeah. then. Are you too smart to function as a kid? We will crumple the Lord into you <laughs> are and you, show you what he's made of. Are you a smart kid? That's what makes you dangerous. Real dangerous. Period. And don't read Dr. Seuss. That's right. Don't cancel him. Even though Dr. Seuss didn't get canceled, the the Dr. Seuss estate went, hey, some of these books are kind of have some like racist stuff in them. We're going to just not publish them anymore. And people were like, they're canceling Dr. Seuss. And go, well, <laughs> uh, no, <nah>, not really. <laughs> like Green Eggs and Ham is still there. That's fine. And Hop on Pop and, you know whatever the other ones are all the places you'll go and whatever hey when I'm you not into dr seuss what were you into I was bdsm into, like flags <laughs> like, what do America. you mean oh okay sure the stars and stripes forever yeah like not other flags no no no. did you have penance at all when you were a kid no i never had to do god stuff no 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 i mean like <laughs> like when i was a kid I had oh, a uh, yeah, penance. yeah penance, not pen pen, not penis. Pen penance? pen the pirates of penis is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, think, 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 think. Exactly, <laughs> suck your dink and fly high. Anyway, let's get into missionary. <laughs> I... <laughs> you don't want to talk about penance for? <laughs> Look, I had them all over the place. I had I had a pennant of the Toronto Blue Jays 1990 question mark World Series win. I don't remember what it was, even though I had the pennant. And I didn't know or care about baseball. And I was probably four years old when they won the World Series. And for some reason, I had a pennant of it. And that's the only... And also, I have a signed Gravedigger pennant from when you and I went to go see Monster Jam. And we met the driver of Gravedigger. And we got him to sign a pennant. Did that happen? Yeah. You don't remember... I think I blocked that out of my life. (laughs) You don't remember going to the pit... Before Monster Jam, t- 2007 or s- 8, and meeting the driver of Gravedigger and going around in a pit that in the pit that was f- just full of kids, and then two very high-grown adults walking around getting pictures in front of monster trucks. You don't remember that? Uh, no, I don't remember the precursor. I remember sitting there and being very disappointed at the scale of the event. Like, I wanted the big monster truck experience oh, man. but they're in a little hockey rink you and i had nothing. you and i have very different memories of that time because i remember loving monster jam i remember having the time of my life at monster jam <laughs> i really didn't like leaving the house at all and, and had a skewed view of going out and doing things back then yeah that's fair don't do drugs kids or do them do them for a while and then you know change your ways or whatever yeah. do whatever you want Jonathan Taylor Taylor says do drugs. Zachariah Ty Bryant says don't do them. Or do them. Or do them if you want. Whatever. I'm not your friggin' dad. I'm not your family man. All right? <laughs> Cut me some slack. I certainly don't live in Malibu. 
No. Oh, God, I wish I did, though. I would love, more than anything, I'd love to surf. Anyway, what we're talking about <laughs> Mission Air. Johnny. Are we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're talking about the movie, the 2014 classic Mission Air. Fred is dead. <laughs> and that episode has not come out yet. They will not know what you're talking about. Unless. Good. No. Well, they might. They won't. Frick you. Frick, yeah, exactly. Hey, David Arrowhite, thanks for checking it out. We love you. We love Malibu and the family, man. Uh, just for the listener, both of our backgrounds on Skype are a promo photo from Malibu Dan the family, man. And it's so hard. Like, it, it was already so hard not to talk about that show before we started doing this. And then we made our backgrounds that. And now it's all like, I feel like we're doing a midweek freak treat right now, but we're not. We're doing regular old pure boys. Yeah, but check out the midweek freak treat, and it's great. But this week, it's Missionaire. Yeah. Hey, what's this week? Is this week Missionaire? I feel like we haven't said that enough. We haven't established. We haven't set the table enough yet. <laughs> what are we doing this okay, week? Okay, so this week. Yes. Year of Our Lord. Is the midweek freak treat. No. This week <laughs> is this is pure boys Missionaire. More like pure men. Well, not a lot of men in this movie. Well, that's not true. There's lots. There's tons, actually. <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> we, such a weird, bold statement. <laughs> There's not a lot of men in this movie. Hey. Oh. <laughs> um, le- okay. Before we get into this movie, I'm just I should I'll, I I should have told you this off air, but let's save the the big the big reveal for who is in this movie till closer to the end till that character okay. enters the movie i don't want to like blow our load listeners it's not tom arnold if you can believe that that's not the exciting cast member there's an even more exciting cast member than tom arnold but let's save it until that character joins our story yeah okay i'm, uh, I'm totally down for that i don't know exactly who you're talking about i think i know <laughs> I'm maybe about, we'll chat off screen i'm talking about gg rice is who i'm talking about don't spoil the gg <laughs> rice is in this movie <laughs> Uh, okay, do you want to do you want to do the uh, summary of this uh, frickin' frackin' this frickin' movie? Oh, I don't. I, don't. I mean, I don't. I didn't really like this movie, so. <laughs> I, yeah, I hated this movie too. Oh, okay. Well, was, you watched it twice. It, I watched it once, so I you know it better than I do. It's true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these uh missionaries are illegally crossing the border in their airplanes <laughs> to bring this stupid village a bunch of vaccines to mexico yeah to mexico crossing international borders illegally yeah skipping customs. um so uh the little kids in love the wife is uh the bush pilot they uh spread a little love <laughs> This is really good. <laughs> yeah, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so they leave um, and get shot up. Somebody tries to uh, steal their airplane, but they say no, no. And yeah. John Panetta's uh, with they them. They go back. Uh, and they, they say, give us your Texas. plane. And he says, I say nay, Yeah, nay. they say, give us your plane. Okay, well, hang on. You're skipping over some stuff here. Let's let's tighten it up a little bit. I'm going to jump in and tighten it up. I'm Tom Arnold working on your airplane. Let me just tighten things up a, a smidge here. There's a mother and son that go down to Mexico, and they distribute 
vaccines to this dirt poor dirty mexican village illegally <laughs> illegally maybe their program might not be illegal but certainly their journey is very illegal they skip customs they skip over the border they don't care they fly a little cessna whatever on the way to go back to the plane they see that a bunch of bad hombres are rooting around their plane and they're like hey guys what are you doing and they go hey hey brother give us your plane and they go i don't think so brah and they got a gun. One of the bad hombres has a gun. And suddenly the son starts wrestling with him. He grabs the gun and he's trying to wrestle it away from him. And in the process, his mom runs to the airplane and starts up and starts to, you know, taxi. And then while he's wrestling with the guy with the gun, the gun goes off, shoots one of the bad hombres. And then we find out later, kills that guy. Anyway, this, the, his son gets away. Him and his mom get in the plane. They fly back to America. All's well that ends well. The only person who got killed was just some useless Mexican guy. So, take it from there. Are you sure? Yeah, you're I, doing pretty hot. No, I like okay. what you're doing. I just I want to. We're missing. You just you miss a couple of important things that we need to touch on. So I'll fill in the gaps. All right. So they go home. They don't contact the police. No. Uh, they they slough it off, and uh, the dad. Uh, eventually has a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, the dad who looks like a fat Scott Ackerman. Yeah, I was like, why isn't Dean Kane uh, in this role? And then instantly right after that, he had a heart attack and uh, almost dies. Mm -hmm. uh, back in Mexico, we found out that the uh, little Pablo, little weak Pablo, <laughs> was the uh, brother of this big gangster guy, and he is upset that his brother dies. And wants blood revenge. Mm -hmm. Debt. So a then, debt must be paid. Yeah. Then they hire somebody to kidnap uh, the uh, daughter of this uh, family that was giving vaccinations. That's right. And daughter of uh, missionary. Yeah. Then he yeah, does. Yeah. Then he kidnaps <laughs> the girl. Yeah. They find out about the kidnapping, so they fly into Mexico, and they have a standoff. Bada boom, bada bing. That's about it. Yep. The, it really, there's a lot of stuff in the beginning, and then it just, like, nothing happens. Yeah. The, like, I remember watching the end of it and being like, how are they going to wrap this up? Like, it's, how are they going to, how are they going to come to a, a solution here? Because, oh, nice. The image just popped up. Um, So, I mean, what is there to say about this movie? Paul Rodriguez is in it. <laughs> He's great. He plays some corrupt mexican cop or like a politician it's never clear who he is he's a general he's the local policeman he's a little crippled and yep. he's the father of marisol the sweet little mexican girl and he's a cold-blooded murderer <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think there's a kind of allusions to him like he used to be in the gang that jefe's from yeah, something like that. Or he's got a dirty, shady past anyway that he feels like he can't be forgiven for. And his daughter's yeah. his daughter, we, who we find out, doesn't live in the village, but is like, or maybe does live in the village, but is only there to bring Christianity to these heathens that live there. She's like, Daddy, yeah, she Papi, it doesn't matter what you've done. God will forgive you. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, if you cold blood murder a guy, that's going to be a pretty big ask from God, I think. Yeah, Peter at the gates is going to be uh, a little questionable. Yeah, he's going to be questioning you, why did you cold blood murder that guy? And they'll go, 
Well, uh, he was going to murder. It was Mexico. <laughs> How do you know it's Mexico? Sepia tone. There's a light sepia tone over everything in Mexico. That's how you know. Yeah. So, I mean, the bush that they uh, <laughs> kind of film this little village town. I've yeah. never been to Mexico. Okay. Have you ever been to Mexico? No. Down I'm, deep? I'm too scared. <laughs> Me too. I look too. I look like I'd be worth too much ransom. Yeah. I, well, and here's the other thing. If I go down to Mexico, I know I'm gonna. They're gonna find me on the border with my head chopped off and my dink chopped off and shoved in my mouth, and that's how they're gonna find me. Real cartel that's style stuff. That's what you stuff. hope for. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> Since I was 15, I've been trying to get but, my dink in my mouth. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Beer flakes. Like I didn't want to judge. I didn't want to judge uh, this bush, but it did not look like Mexico at all. No, it looked like Southern California. <laughs> and you know how I know it that? Because looked... all the license plates were California. <laughs> Even the ones in Texas were all California. <laughs> but this this film was entirely shot in Texas. It's oh, was it? The credits. Oh, well, I guess I'm a dumb idiot. Sorry. Thanks for making me look <laughs> stupid on this show. You're welcome. <laughs> Either way, I don't live there. I don't know what they look like. Um, <laughs> that's the number one thing. That's you right. don't know what they look like. I don't know what they look Absolved. like. Thank you. Ten Hail Marys. Here they are. Hail Mary full of grace. Help me win this stock car race. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know what the hell we're talking about here. So. This movie uh, definitely had a bit of a budget behind it because there are multiple shots of an airplane flying through the sky taken from another airplane that was flying above it, and it's not cheap to rent airplanes. So I'm already very impressed with the way they threw their money around for this movie. Oh, yeah, there was cash on set for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, especially once we reveal who the big who plays the guy who kidnaps people who can just seamlessly transfer from one side of the border to the other, no problem. And, uh, you know, who's, who, <laughs> who can blend in like a chameleon no matter where he is. Uh, oh, you're just, you're going to love once you find out who this guy is. Not yet, though. Yeah. Yeah, the border is a non-issue yeah. throughout this entire movie. People just fluidly <laughs> yeah. go across no matter what, which yeah. is probably why we need to build the wall. All right. Well, you heard it here first. This is not a political podcast, but Jonathan Taylor Taylor is advocating for finishing the wall, and uh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm going to go on record as saying I don't support the wall. It's terrible for wildlife. JTT to you. Yeah. Well, I thought you said that's G. Yeah, that's G. Build the wall. <laughs> that's G. So uh, how did you uh, feel about Marisol and this uh, young Mike kid? Right. So Michael is is the son of Gigi Rice him and his mom are the ones who are in Mexico they're the missionary Michael wants to be a marine which is a, a plot that is I think only there so that when he says things like I'll go do recon you don't go oh, come on man what are you doing you're like a child but he's got a little yeah. he's got a little schoolboy crush well I don't know if he does but she, Marisol who I have in my notes for half this movie is Marissa until later I went, oh, they're saying Marisol. <laughs> Marissa has a huge crush. Marissa is uh, Paul Rodriguez's daughter. She's the woman trying to bring Christianity to these heathens. And um, she's a little cutie. She's a little uh, Latin cutie. 
Yeah, the uh, I think the uh, infatuation goes both ways. Probably, yeah. Uh, but uh, she gives him a big old sloppy kiss on the cheek mm-hmm. at the beginning of this episode, which is not cute when you're 20 years old. It's no. not like... Right? It's like, I've got a dink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I'm right, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a weird like it's a weird way to show affection to somebody to just be like like because clearly they've talked about their feelings for each other and then well I mean again this movie's Christian as frick though so like you know of course she's gonna just give him a little little peck on the cheek because like a she's in front of the whole village so she's not gonna be like yeah. slip me some tongue daddy she's not gonna say that kind of stuff to him well they're slipped in the back uh you know trying to fix this bike of hers <laughs> i love how motorcycle she, i love how she gets him there she's like hey can i go can i tell you something over here can i go tell you something over here and he's like yeah all right that sounds good and then they go behind a building and she's like my dirt bike doesn't work can you fix it and he's like oh what am i gonna yeah, do with this raging hard on <laughs> yeah you gotta get these magnetos is that what they are something but i Some love wires i love that he's like well yeah, we can bring you these things. We can bring you these magnetos, but uh, I'm not ever coming back here. So it, it won't be me bringing them to you because I'm joining the Marines. You hear that? Semper Fi, Mar- Marisol. Yeah, I think this just sets it up for the next scene where the the gringos, the banditos, they call them, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. try to take their plane. Oh, my God. this This scene had me... The, the the anxiety and the tension was at an all-time high during this scene because, like, you don't know what's going to happen. Well, you can probably guess. But, you know, the, the dude's got a gun. He's got, like, a, like a rifle, uh, one of the banditos, the one uh, who looks like Taika Waititi, like Mexican Taika Waititi. He's got a gun. There's another guy and then a third guy. And somehow this young boy and not even his – no, I guess his mom decks one of the guys – but the two of them somehow overpower these three desperate banditos that are armed and get away from them. It's just, it's a little silly. Yeah, he is going to go join the Marines and therefore is able to take on three Mexicans with guns. <laughs> yeah, this string bean of a guy. I don't know if you can use that term anymore, but that's what he is. But anyway, he he grabs the gun, the gun goes off, shoots one of the guys in the guts, then Michael, the kid, gets a hold of the gun and, like, knocks Mexican Taika Waititi down, points the gun at him, and delivers the best line in the movie. Maybe the best line in any of these movies that we watched so far. Do you want to deliver the line? You're lucky my mom's pro-life. Yeah, with a gun trained, with a barrel of a gun, a hot barrel of a gun pressed against a guy's head. You're lucky yeah, my mom's pro-life. Would murder this man? What the hell? Also, like... <laughs> You just saw another guy get shot, like and a yeah. kill shot. Like he was shot in the belly, and that's not good in a first world country. That's not good if you're right outside the hospital and you get shot in the belly. You don't want what's in your guts mixing with what's not in your guts. That's not good. But yeah, it's, whatever. He it's doesn't a care terrible about that guy. slow death too. Like yeah. it is. It's not fun. No, <laughs> Hefe's brother suffered, is what we're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Little Pablo. Little Pablo. Is that his name, Little Pablo? <laughs> his name is Pablo, but he he looks like a really scrawny, weird little dude. Yeah, that's true. He's. I mean, he was probably dying before he even got shot, right? Like, 
let's yeah. face it he wasn't he wasn't getting proper nutrition and he was just uh, maybe a little anemic and then yeah i got shot in the gut and that was that for him yeah jefe is this huge guy who got all the food and little pablo <laughs> never got anything yeah let's get to jefe so jefe is the leader of these banditos we touched on it earlier uh jefe is my least favorite character in this movie mostly because He's not even trying to do a. He's clearly not Mexican, and he's not even mm -hmm. trying to do a Mexican accent. He's doing like a Transylvanian accent. Like he's like he talks like he's lives in a castle. He's like, like he's like, oh, these guys killed my brother. <laughs> like it's just such a weird voice that he puts on. I hate it. I don't like Hefe at all. I think he's in like a lot of stuff too like he's a pretty seasoned actor I, mean, I think he just gets hired because of his stature yeah. and he's, he's like guy. he's a seasoned actor in that he plays security in a lot of movies and that's it like security. he's he's in a lot of movies as security guard one that's that's his main role that he plays <laughs> this movie he has a name kind of it's Hefe, which is more of, a, of an affectation I think or like a sign of endearment I don't think is Hefe a name I thought that was like like some... I think it means boss. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, I don't know what else. Oh, yeah. When when the mom and son make their escape, somehow her wallet falls out of the bag. I don't know how that happens, but her her bright blue wallet falls out of the bag. So these hombres have this wallet with her ID. That's how they know that they live in Texas, just on the other side of the border, and they know where they live now. And so they send yeah. a, a guy to go steal their daughter, which that doesn't and make any sense. And when they get back, mm -hmm. yeah, when they get back, they don't, like, call the police. They don't, like, the wallet is never brought up at all on their end. <laughs> yeah, you'd think she'd be concerned when she couldn't find her identification. <laughs> yeah, maybe not the first night. You just got shot at. You don't want to talk to your stupid husband. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But, like, in a couple of days, where's my wallet? Yeah, Fat Scott Ackerman is there just immediately hounding you with questions. Your plane was just shot like three times. Somehow she's been shot in the leg, which doesn't really make sense considering how the bullets enter the plane, but that's neither here nor there. Whatever, it's fine. Maybe there's a ricochet or something. And uh, he's immediately like, oh, I got to fly to Paris tomorrow. <laughs> he's just like so <laughs> self-absorbed. I hate my daughter. She's never, never talks to me. I hate my daughter. But then when he has a heart attack, his daughter's the one who gives him CPR, so that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah, nice. maybe she's the man of the house. Ooh, yeah, exactly. She's the man now, dog. Uh, here's in my notes when I have, oh, Marissa is actually Marisol. So there you go. That's where I figured out halfway through this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, we should also mention Tom Arnold is in this movie. Tom Arnold plays uh, Johnny, who is a mechanic at missionaire he like works for their like little tiny you know bush pilot program uh he has there's like a a, a cowboy who hangs out with him who has down syndrome and like loves being in planes and then at the very end of the movie we find out that that's just his son and it's not yeah. really important it's just like yeah sure he's got yeah, a down Johnny and buster are busting it up the whole movie yeah and then they're having fun. They're giving you some real laughs. And then at the end, he's like, uh, Johnny's just like, oh, aren't we the best son? <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> yeah. are, Dad. I love you, Dad. Like, I love you, son. Where did this come from? Mm -hmm. It makes me think that Buster is Tom Arnold's real actual son. 
yeah, I had to look that up. I don't think that's the case, but who knows with names in Hollywood, mm-hmm. Holly Weird. Mm-hmm. Is that is that boy's last name Barr? I don't think so. No. Mm, okay. Well then, I don't know then. But <laughs> I I'm also disappointed that the Buster the cowboy with down syndrome doesn't ever get to shoot anybody i was really thinking that like he would save the day at the end he'd be the guy who shows up and just shoots that bandito but no such luck that would have been sweet that would have been some real uh real conclusion to this whole thing Mm -hmm. so the morning after mom and son return all shot up uh matt who is her husband has to fly internationally, so he's heading out to the little bush plane that's going to take him to the airport, and uh, he has a friggin' heart attack. <laughs> like, just <laughs> totally crumples. His heart gets crumpled, and uh, the daughter who hates him gives him CPR, brings him back to life, wakes him up inside. That's pretty cool. And uh, the result of that, though, is that he gets fired. Totally fired from his job, which... Uh, like, I could see how they'd be like, well, we don't want this guy who had a heart attack to fly internationally anymore. But they yeah. even mentioned in the movie, his wife is like, well, you could still teach in the simulator, which, yeah, he could still do that. Why would they fire him? It just doesn't make any sense to me. But they do. They can him. Well, I think they ground him. Like, what No, they fire him. Is... Did they, though? Yeah, they ground him initially. And then, like, the next day, they, they freaking fire his arse. Is that what's in the letter? Yeah. The long shot of the delivery man coming in. <laughs> yes. That's what it, that's what's in the the uh the postage that's that's sent to them is you're freaking fired, Matt. Clean out your locker at the club, you're fired. <laughs> Good written, so. Agreed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't need that anymore. No. Uh bu- 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 all these fake Mexicans go see Paul Rodriguez to hire someone. They're like, hey, we need you to, like, hey, brother, we need you to send someone up to Texas and kidnap a woman for us. And he's like, I don't want, Paul Rodriguez, like, is doing a realistic accent, I would imagine. Like, Paul Rodriguez just sounds like Paul Rodriguez. Yeah, he's a true blue Mexican. Yeah. And so he's, he's like, I can't do that for you guys. And they go, all right, well, we'll, we'll do it ourselves then. Well, Paul Rod, Paul Rod Rodriguez, mm-hmm. uh hooks him up with uh, Jason Kennedy. Oh, bro, what are you doing? You just totally, A, revealed who was in this movie, and B, butchered his name. <laughs> you, you tripped and totally blew the delivery of who is in who the big reveal is. But yes, for the listeners, Jamie Kennedy plays the guy who goes and steals the daughter. <laughs> Great. This episode's not coming out. We're not releasing this one. I quit the show. <laughs> it's it's going bad. Nah, it's going fine. Whatever. This is our first it's, time trying to tighten it up. Milk. We're just trying to tighten it up. That's all. We're not we're not doing an excruciating scene by scene breakdown. So we're just kind of floating in the ether, trying to figure everything out. I can't stop thinking about Malibu Down the Family Man. I hated this movie. I'm barely thinking about this movie. I wish we would have watched Amerigeddon instead, but whatever it's fine yeah but that's not about our lord and christ you're damn right uh the reason we bring up the great movie Amerigeddon is because this movie missionaire is the first movie written and i think partially financed by gary heaven pause for applause everybody knows who gary heaven is no i honestly thought that this was your big reveal 
Oh, no, man. Jamie Kennedy was the big reveal. <laughs> God. Oh, we should have talked about this before the show. <laughs> yeah, we probably should have gotten out of the way. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Uh, who is Gary Heaven? You did some research on this guy, right? Yeah, he is uh, the man, the myth, the legend behind Curves International. Mm-hmm. If you remember the song This Little Light of Mine, then you've seen Curves commercials of overweight middle-aged women just doing, you know, chest curls and doing flies and stuff in a safe... Yeah, busting nuts. A safe women's-only environment. The, <laughs> one of the biggest gyms in the world at a time... Now, not so much, but certainly at a time. The story of Curves is very weird and funny in that him and his wife, Diane, started it in, like, the 90s. It blew up and had, like, so many locations worldwide. They sold the gym to some company, and then it just collapsed. <laughs> like, completely collapsed in on itself. It went, it went from, like, having, like, thousands of locations in the States to having, like, 30 locations. Like, it just... Overnight, the whole gym just collapsed. It was a, a terrible ending to a, a beautiful story. Maybe that's why he believes in God now is because he got out just before the collapse. Well, he believes in God because he went to jail and then he found God in jail. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> uh, as, as many billionaires do. Mm -hmm. And uh, so now, with all of his money from selling curves, him and his wife... Uh, actually, him and his wife do pretty dope stuff now. Like, I don't want to hate on this guy because, like, he does do a lot of charitable stuff. Um, Missionaire is, like, sort of based on their life, kind of. Like, in a way, they do a lot of, um, they deliver a lot of uh, charity and a lot of, like, food and goods to Haiti and to places in India and uh, a couple other places. But Haiti is, like, the big one where they've been, like, shuttling you know supplies and doctors in and out of haiti for like a long time since the earthquake and then they were like bringing orphans back to get medical treatment and obama was like hey i don't do that anymore because like kids could get kidnapped if you keep just like taking kids out of countries you can't just do that <laughs> so now they don't do that anymore but they fly big cargo planes full of like supplies into into like ravaged areas to help people so you know big shout outs to gary heaven you also wrote a pretty trash movie and Amerigan also looks pretty trash but and looks like pure propaganda but you know you do good for the kids of Haiti so right on good for you do you think he did any writing or just paid somebody to write this and like inserted himself as the writer like write about my life <laughs> yeah I wonder if he just like if the, the writing sessions were him just like sitting on a couch being like well I don't know <laughs> like they got an airplane they fly goods in they help Mexicans how about that? And then, uh, yeah, people... big Stogie. Stogie, I'm in the movie. I come in as the big hero. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, Gary Heaven is in this movie as a guy who has just been paying them to fix his plane for, like, years. And is like, it's not good enough. The, this doesn't work properly. And Tom Arnold's like, I freaking hate that guy. <laughs> he gives us hundreds <laughs> of thousands of dollars. I hate that guy. He's always making me fix things that aren't broken. But we, yeah. we find out why. But he's... He's funding Missionaire. Mm-hmm. He's a good man. Here is a review I found of Missionaire on IMDb that I thought was really good, and it makes sense. So uh, this review is from October 15th, 2019. Seven stars. So not a 10-star review, but a seven-star review. Title of this review, A True Story, which it's not. Uh, the review goes... 
Gary has done a great deal helping Haiti victims. His story has been told to Ron Paul, doctor slash senator, and to oldest TV station owner in America, Pat Robertson. Six years and going strong. This story is based on that event in Haiti. While I am yet to watch the full movie, Haiti fraud is really shocking. A psycho president, a criminal family, Clintons, looting all $2 billion in aid money received. Where is all this money? I support Gary's ventures. I hope to see him become like Steven Spielberg of action movies. Yeah, pretty on point. Pretty on point. Pretty who Gary yeah, even is. Yeah, that person got their head on straight for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, want him, I want to see him become Steven Spielberg of action movies. And he will be. Well, his next movie, Amerigeddon, certainly might be. Oh, I can't wait to watch that film. Mm-hmm. We're never going to talk about it on the show after this, though. Hell no. Nope. Uh, heck no. Uh, yeah, please. Gosh, man. We're trying to get rid of that explicit rating. We don't want it anymore. Are we explicit? Yeah, of course we are. We say cuss words all over the place. I don't edit them out. I don't have the time or yeah. the interest to do that. Mostly the interest. I have the time. I just don't want to <laughs> do it. Fair mm. enough. So after uh, Matt gets fired from the airline, they don't have the kind of money to pay for Mission Air anymore because it was his his like paycheck that was covering all the expenses of flying you know supplies down to Mexico. So they're all worried about what they're going to do. But like, of course, God is going to come through for them. Dodoy, this is a Christian movie. That's how these things go. Yeah, but GG does say the like honorable thing of like, hey, let's just stop allowed and be a couple mm-hmm. and hang out mm-hmm. and that's the right thing to do <laughs> i like that she's like i prayed all morning about this and i think we should i think we should let it go and her husband goes no and she goes okay i guess we're gonna keep doing it then <laughs> <laughs> by god we are not gonna stop yeah. save your prayers Gigi. your husband's already made the decision the man of the house has made the decision we're gonna keep doing missionaire even if it kills me we're still gonna do it yeah, and it's going to kill him very soon, especially if he keeps <laughs> popping them tums. Oh, and not allowed to eat cake either. What a life. <laughs> yeah, they have that huge uh, party for him after his uh, heart attack with cake <laughs> and probably barbecue. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, cigarettes, all kinds of stuff to just enjoy <laughs> in excess. <laughs> you did it. They put the stint in. Smoke 10 darts. You're fine, Dad. Yeah, you'll be back at 100% right away. No talk about changing your diet or your lifestyle. Stint it up. <laughs> uh, Marisol, the the Latin cutie whose dad is Paul Rodriguez, goes to confront her dad at one point and is like, what do you know about this? Did you send these bad hombres to go get this Jamie Kennedy? And blah, blah, blah. And I can't wait till we talk more about Jamie Kennedy. But he's like... Nah, I didn't. And then she leaves and comes back and sees that he's talking to the hombres. And she goes, oh, my God, my dad totally did do this. So she gets on her dirt bike and drives away. And as she's driving away, somebody just throws a chicken into the frame. Like a chicken just (laughs) flies into the frame and then walks down the road. And you go, that's Mexico, baby. There's chickens everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that really sold me on the uh, Mexican atmosphere Mm -hmm. for sure. Like. You always see Mexicans flying everywhere when you're talking about Mexico. (laughs) Sepia tone. Brown chickens get flying around. They don't have white chickens in Mexico. They have brown chickens in Mexico. White chickens are an American chicken. Yeah. 
I think. That's got to be right. Yeah, dirt. Dirt. Yeah, dirt Mexico. That's Mexico. Uh, (laughs) Paul Rodriguez also tells her that her little boyfriend murdered a guy because that's what the banditos tell him. They're like, yeah, these two people, they murdered this guy. And, like, it's clearly a lie and also insane. But she calls Michael, the son, and is like, you murdered this guy. And he doesn't go... It wasn't he did like he doesn't explain what happens. <laughs> yeah. He just goes, "It wasn't murder." <laughs> that guy, you know, he goes, "That guy died." <laughs> She's like, "You did. You murdered him." And it's like, oh, "Why didn't you just explain it better, Michael? Why why didn't you just tell her what happened instead of, I don't know, not telling her that, which is what he chose to do?" Yeah, he does not emphatically defend himself. He just kind of mumbles his way like, "Oh, he's dead." Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no. And so she says, I never want to see you again, which the next time she sees him, all that's forgotten. It's all forgiven. It's fine. Yeah, she kisses him on the teeth. (laughs) Kisses him on the teeth? Yeah. Yeah. On the cheek. Oh, it would have been nice if when they had their first kiss in this movie, if if they clicked their teeth together and you heard it and they were like, oh. (laughs) And they both had braces and just got stuck together. Yeah, exactly. Everyone knows the doctors and dentists are cheap in Mexico. They're all America trained, yeah. and they all work in Mexico for cheap, and that's where you want to go. Yeah, they probably have better vaccines at cheaper costs. Probably, yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay, can we talk about Jamie Kennedy finally? Who? Jason Kennedy, the there we go. The uh, the transporter, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> He's. Who is okay? I have a theory about Jamie Kennedy in this movie. I think he's agreed to be in it as long as they didn't show his face. Yeah, because anytime you see him, he first of all he wears a big black cowboy hat, which means that his face is covered in shadow all the time, and you you can only ever see the his mouth or close-ups of his eyes. You never see his full face fully revealed. It's always shrouded in shadow in some way. To the point where when he goes to kidnap the daughter who works at a diner, when he he goes in, sits down at a table, and the light bulb above his table pops and goes out. So he's just sitting in darkness when she comes over to take his order. Yeah, I feel like it's a mix of him not wanting to be known as being in this movie. Mm-hmm. And them trying to have this, like, cool, shady character. But it really doesn't come off a, like that at all. What do you mean? He's super cool. He drives a, a Mustang. He he has a toothpick. He's perpetually chewing a toothpick. It's pretty cool. Yeah, the toothpick is pretty cool. You can't really deny an oral fixation like that. <laughs> we all got him. <laughs> uh... There's a nice moment when he's in the in the diner, and like the daughter's like, uh, "Oh, uh, what 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 would you like to to drink?" And he's like, "Oh, give me a coffee." She goes, "Okay, I'll I'll leave the menu and give you a moment to read it." But again, he's just sitting in darkness. <laughs> like he's just there's, he couldn't read the menu if he wanted to. He's just sitting in pitch black. <laughs> yeah, but he already knows what he wants because he's a cool ass character. Exactly. What does he want? I think he orders the club sandwich. Yeah, turkey to club. go. A turkey club. Hey, can you make that sandwich to go? I gotta kidnap you. We don't actually see the <laughs> kidnapping. We just see her in the car tied up screaming. And Yeah, we don't see the struggle whatsoever. We see them uh him placing his order 
and mm-hmm. her being a little weirded out, but mm-hmm. that's it. And then cut to next scene. She's in the car all tied up. And like, we don't see the Turkey club ever either. So I don't know if that even exists. I don't know if, if Jamie Kennedy got fed on this movie. That's my biggest concern. Yeah. They really should have showed a shot of him while he's driving, just like chomping into that Turkey club mm-hmm. or like, or using that toothpick to pick out some bacon and Turkey out of his teeth. <laughs> Being like that was yeah, hell flick of a- it on the camera. <laughs> that was a heck of a turkey club. Thank you, dear. Sorry, I had to kidnap real, you. Real three D aspect to the movie, I mm-hmm. think, would have uh, paid off real well. I love that she's just bound and gagged in the passenger seat, and he's just going to drive into Mexico like that. Like, yeah. doesn't doesn't put her in the trunk. Doesn't even try to make it look like she's not being kidnapped. Just, eh, I'll just drive across the border. No one will know or care. Yeah, he probably goes off-road or something and just drives through the desert. In that Mustang? Are you kidding me? That's crazy. You're kidding Maybe me. Maybe it's all jacked up. It's going to be all jacked up after he drives off-road in the desert. That's crazy. That's a new Mustang. <laughs> uh, bad continuity on my part. That's okay. <laughs> um, uh, What else can we say about this stupid crappy freaking movie um he's uh oh yeah like michael's defense he just keeps saying it was self-defense when he's like confronted about what happened down south oh it's just self-defense but it's like again you didn't murder that guy you were holding on to the gun the other guy had his hand on the trigger he shot the guy just because you were wrestling with the gun i don't think you'd get charged with anything for that i don't think you would get in any kind of trouble for that at all they were trying to rob you yeah, he he didn't pull the trigger. He was just grappling with the gun. He he really didn't do anything other than get lucky and not get killed. I mean, he barely got lucky. You got a kiss on the cheeks as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, they finally hear from Hefe. No, they hear from Jamie Kennedy. And the demands are that uh, the Hefe wants uh, Gigi Allen and Michael to go back to Mexico to where the blood was spilled how he puts it go to where the blood was spilled you know all right man dial it down a little bit and then jefe <laughs> will swap their daughter back for them so he can kill them and they go hey no need to go to the authorities about this let's just go deal with no. it ourselves the ireland family we can solve all our problems ourselves yeah they do talk about it they make a conscious decision not to go to the police <laughs> yeah and to Dive right in. Fly in at the dark of night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fly into Mexico. Lights off. Land in a field. Pitch black. Good luck, I guess. Uh, wreck their landing gear in the process, but that doesn't seem to be a problem. The shots of the plane in the dark from the other plane that they were flying, mm-hmm. uh, alluding to the cost, mm-hmm. uh, were just nauseating. It is shaking constantly. Yeah. And they're like flying into mexico for a good like two or three minutes (laughs) it is a long a long section of the movie yeah it is nauseating that is a good way to put it there's something because i I don't clearly they didn't film it at night so it's like color corrected to look like night and just looks gross and weird and yeah big thumbs down sorry Um, Uh, the whole like build up to the ending is just a downer everybody's (laughs) getting ready for the big showdown Marisol's running back and talking to Pastor Jose or whatever. Oh, yeah. We didn't even mention and... the, like, dying old man. Whatever. There's yeah. a dying old man in the village. 
There's always a dying old man in the village. That's Everybody Mexico. Knows. Yep. Uh, but the family just like, again, Jamie Kennedy makes no mention as to like how many people they can expect, what they could even expect when they go down there. So the family shows up and they're so lucky that they outnumber these Mexican banditos because it's like Jefe, Mexican Taika Waititi, another guy, and then that's it. Jamie Kennedy doesn't come with them. He just, he leaves and we never see him again. So, yeah, and, he, and there's one gun. He, they have one gun, these Mexican dudes. No, they have two guns, sorry. Yeah, they have two guns. The Ireland's didn't bring any weaponry whatsoever, no. I don't believe. Well, other pro- than a flashlight. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they just show up at the village. The bad guys show up at the village with the daughter, and they're like, okay, give us the, the mother and son so we can murder them. And they go, oh, oh what are we going to do? And it's like, you had a whole flight over to figure that out. Why? You didn't, you didn't have any plan at all you didn't even try to like surround them you didn't enlist the village to help you that's a solution there's like 50 villagers why didn't they just rush them with spears and clubs and stuff and beat these guys to death it baffles the mind to me instead they They, just god will provide they did uh tie the broken plane to a tree for no reason at all (laughs) yeah and they tied tom arnold to the tree to be like you got to fix this plane (laughs) But instead, luckily, uh, Paul Rodriguez grows a spine, shows up, and murders the banditos. Just straight up shoots them all. Yeah, like cold-blooded, one-shot kills all of them. And you go, (laughs) okay. (laughs) And like, as he's killing them, uh, Jefe gets a shot off. And you think he he kills Paul Rodriguez, but immediately Paul Rodriguez is like, oh, I'm fine. (laughs) Like, he falls down and is like, I'm okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. I can do my lines. Don't worry. Yep. Yeah, no, don't, don't worry. So he shoots the vampire, the Transylvanian Mexican, but, like, nobody ever checks to see if he's dead. He's still got bullets in his gun. Like, he's just laying on the ground as far as they know. He could have just popped up and shot them all. I don't know. Just sloppy. Sloppy ending. And the uh, villagers <clears throat> that were just hiding in the bushes for safety right there totally mm-hmm. could have caught a stray bullet just come all in and like yay everything's solved (laughs) but it's like where were you guys 10 minutes ago when you could have just surrounded the the village could have risen up and chased these banditos out they didn't even have to kill them they could have just intimidated them and backed them down they didn't have any backup we've seen the mexicans crew it's three guys it was four it was five one got shot by his teammate Hefe shoots another one twice, shoots him in the foot, and then later on shoots him and kills him for no reason. And then there's just three guys left and 50 villagers. It's just dumb. Just dumb. Bad movie. Yeah, the villagers could have came in one by one and been like, I'm Diane Ireland. I'm Diane Ireland. (laughs) I'm Michael Ireland. I'm Marisol. No, I'm Marisol. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So then all's well that ends well. You know, they get their daughter back. Just some Mexicans are dead. Who cares about them? Doesn't matter at all. Moving on. Um, yeah. The family flies back home. Missionaire is still totally boned, though. Except they get a little visit from Mr. Gary Heaven himself. Playing a guy whose name isn't Gary Heaven, but it is. It's pretty much Gary Heaven. He shows yeah. up. They, oh, I was also mentioned they took his plane that he's always getting fixed. They took his plane to go to Mexico. 
Yeah, just stole his plane out from under him. Didn't give him a hey, what's up? Mm-mm. Stole it, and he goes, "That's fine. I don't care. Here's a check for ten grand. Keep your business open, and I'll give and you a apparently check." Apparently, that plane's trash. They don't really mention how they get back or anything. They don't say that they can fix the plane. It was just like a landing issue too. It's just scrapped, and then they get a new plane. <laughs> yep, of course they do. Yeah. Well, oh, you mean their plane? Like the, fam- the Ireland plane, plane that they stole to go into oh, Mexico yeah, the yeah. second time. They wrecked the landing yeah. gear, but then it's fine. Yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah. They got Tom Arnold, though. He's good. He can fix anything yeah. in the dark with no tools. Fix the magnetos. Exactly. To put new spark plugs in. So Gary Heaven gives him a check for 10 grand and says, I'll give you a check for 10 grand every month till you get uh, uh, forever, which sounds nice, but that's only... $120,000 a year minus tax yeah. so and that's all the money they have coming in I don't think that's enough to run an air like an airline like that I don't think that's even I'm enough sh- to cover fuel and stuff like that let alone supplies I'm sure fuel in that brand new huge plane I I said to Megan before the check amount came up I'm like this better be a million dollars and then it came up and it was 10 grand and we had a big old chuckle about that <laughs> Yeah and yeah and then he he gets him a new plane too like a big cargo plane which is yeah. definitely going to suck that 10 grand up a month Again yeah. that's one trip it's done And that's not even including supplies vaccines food all of that stuff Missionary is still yeah. going under <laughs> for yeah. sure it is but it's done. But at the end, uh, the the family's all flying down to Mexico in the big plane. The daughter pops out of the back to you know pops into the cockpit and is like, "Hey guys, uh, instead of going to college, I want to take over the family business." And her parents laugh and go, Haha, "No, you have to go to college." And I thought, with what money? They don't have a job. <laughs> this Gary even gave him a little bit of money. How is she going to go to college? Riddle me that movie, and they never do. I guess she works at a diner. Maybe that's enough. I don't know. But uh, bingo, bango, bongo, back to the jungle. Off they go. Yeah, God's got their side. He'll pay for Christmas and everything. Exactly. Yeah, Once when, when something is out of your hands, that's when you hold on to God the tightest, is what they say. <laughs> that is what they say. That is what they say. Uh, Johnny, what did you think of Mission Air? How many bloody crucified Jesus on the cross out of ten would you give this movie? I'd give this a solid six. All right. And uh, how about you, Zachary? What would you give this out of ten? Well, it's Zachariah, but I'd give it. Uh, <laughs> I'd give it a solid. Are you sure? Yeah, positive. I think so. That was what my parents named me when I was born out of my mother's womb. Uh, Ooh. I'd give this movie a solid three. Jesus on the cross out of ten. It sucked. I didn't. I would not recommend this movie. It's not religious enough, and it's not over the top enough you get excited when the guy says you're liking my mom's pro-life and you think oh there's going to be lots of fun stuff like that that's the only time it's the only cool thing you yeah. get cool seeing jamie kennedy cool hearing a transylvanian mexican accent that's about it yeah uh i kind of like the intro the uh opening credits there was no cold open or anything like yep. that so that kind of reminds you of like movies in the 90s Missionaire, get your underwear all that Mm -hmm. and then like you said uh the pro-life line is great and uh, i was really looking forward to more uh more info like that but it it just kind of gets flat 
The uh, heart attack scene is kind of cool. Seeing their souls from the family's uh, faces get all mixed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is a weird... It's weird because he doesn't... When he's having a heart attack, he doesn't give any indication that he's having a heart attack. He just starts tripping balls. Like, he doesn't grab his yeah. arm or do anything to, like, show that that's what's happening. He just... The world gets all weird in his vision. You go, like, did Buster slip him something in his coffee or something like that? Yeah, did he get some fumes from the bathroom mat that uh, Tom Arnold rolls out? <laughs> you got that out of the bathroom. No, he just yeah. drops his briefcase and... Uh see some crazy stuff i do really like uh after he has the heart attack and he gets out of the hospital the first thing tom arnold says to him is like hey we didn't cause that heart attack did we <laughs> like me and my <laughs> airplane and my son we didn't make you have a heart attack did we and he was like no no no, it's all good it's all good <laughs> um yeah, thank god goodness for tom arnold mm -hmm. he saves this movie by oh he also sings yeah. he sings some elvis in it too oh yeah at the very end mm -hmm. do you remember what the song him was and buster uh, Suspicious Minds. That's what he sings. And uh, there's no music Beautiful. to go with it. So he's just, I guess, acapella singing it at the party. But either way, it's great. He's dressed like Elvis. His son's dressed like Elvis. I guess. Fine. Yeah, what we find out it is son for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, this movie sucked. Sorry, everyone. Don't watch Mission Air. Thumbs down. Big thumbs down. Gary Heaven, try harder. Amerigeddon. Can't wait to see what that's about. Hey, do we want to tell more what Amerigeddon's about real quick since we're probably not going to do an episode on it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I don't know what it's about. It is about the government. It uh, The government launches a secret attack on America by exploding a nuke in outer space and, uh, and like killing people, and they use that as a false flag attack to military to steal weapons from the people of the country. It could really happen. Oh, holy Jesus, I love you. How hast thou I love you. We love you. We love you. That this is the last episode. Judge thee, hath he pretended.